0: Do you ever feel like you're spending a lot of money on your team, but maybe you feel like they aren't helping you move the needle on your results? Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. I'm Samantha Riley, host of the Influence by Design podcast.
1: And I'm Melanie Benson, host of the Amplify, your success podcast. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. What got you here, won't get you there. It's time to uncover the micro shifts required to take your income, influence and impact to the next level. I'm Melanie Benson. And I'm Samantha Riley. And this is our weekly
0: show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Welcome to the Next Level Influence
1: Show. Now let's get started. And Sam, I'm super excited for this conversation today because delegating is such a key part of growth and being able to reach more people. And a lot of times it gets conflicting to grow because you're investing good money and time training and developing a team. And sometimes entrepreneurs start to get disconnected from the results that their team is producing or not producing. And they sometimes you start to wonder if paying all this money really makes sense. Not that I've ever been there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. We've
0: all been there. It can be tricky to be the CEO of our business and to think in a different way when we maybe haven't been there or done it before. So there's a lot of things that we need to do to reflect and review and a few different ways that we need to change the way we're doing things to make sure that we continue to you know, be the CEO, be the visionary for our business and make sure that we've got a team on board to help us. Because if we don't have a team, we will
1: limit our growth significantly. Yeah. That's those bottlenecks, right? The growth bottlenecks kick in because you're trying to do things yourself that someone else can do better, faster, or cheaper than you. And Mm -hmm. you kind of rein it in because you're anxious about that investment. But today we want to share how it works for us to expand, expand Mm -hmm. the impact your team can have because you're empowering them. And what are some ways to, the way I learned it is this idea of like having some control points. Cause Mm -hmm. let's face it. Most of us are a little controlling. This is our baby. (laughs) This is our, our great work in the world. And we want to make sure people are really helping us do more of what we want to do, like really achieve those goals. So we're going to talk about how to get your team enrolled in your goals and some key performance indicators that you can establish with them to give you a little more comfort in what they're accomplishing, but also give them direction and focus so they and can pull off things without you micromanaging them because nobody likes Absolutely. being micromanaged. Nobody nice. likes to micromanage either.
0: <laughs> no, I will um, have it. You know your team will not perform at their best if they're being micromanaged they'll be afraid at every step that they're going to get something wrong so we really want to empower them and so i do want to touch very quickly on something you said about being controlling it's not you know controlling we can think of in a negative aspect but it is positive we are the ceo we need to set these key performance indicators or markers or you know goals in place to ensure that our business is moving forward so we're not talking about controlling our team we're talking about controlling the
1: results as much as possible i wish i had a bell ding 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 that's it's like that <laughs> mic drop moment <laughs> so let's talk about getting your team on board first because when we were talking about this as a key factor that we wanted to cover today you brought up something really value about what you do to get your team on board with your goals so tell us us about what's working for you
0: so i believe that this doesn't happen when you on board or bring a person into your company this happens before you have even spoken to the prospective new team member so when did i start doing it maybe about two years ago what i started to do was put our values at what our company does at the very very top of our job description when we're putting Uh, when we're advertising for new staff so we talk about this is what our business does and this is our highest values and by us leading with that anyone that isn't aligned doesn't apply anyone that is aligned they're already invested right from the very first time they speak to you because they know what we're all about and for us this has been the number one game changer in our business because when we hire someone, they already know what's important to us, what our values are. And right from the onboarding process, they're on board with that already.
1: Yeah. I don't remember if it was Simon Sinek, but there's a book about hiring people who are as passionate about what you're trying to accomplish as you are. And that's, that's where you find people. They want to work really hard to help you achieve it. You know, something that has been, I would say this has been a growth opportunity for me over the years. <laughs> 21 years in, I realized about four or five years in that I needed to shift gears from hiring people who did what I told them to do, like they just followed direction, to hiring people who really can take ownership and have this ownership mentality of their role. And they're telling me what needs to get done to achieve the goals. And I found that little shift in like that character attribute to hire for people that really know what to do from a place of, this is my area of expertise, or even if they don't know how to do the whole thing, they're willing to take ownership and say, okay, if this is my goal, this is what I need to do to be able to accomplish it. Mm
0: -hmm. So whether
1: you're hiring employees or you're hiring virtual contractors or virtual assistants, I think it's really important to remember that's a very different work dynamic and the more their ownership they can take, the more they're going to own their performance in achieving the goal. I love this so much. And I'm going to
0: take this to the next step because I 100% agree with what you're saying there. What's even better is when you can bring the team together and have each of the team understand what their piece of the project is and how what they do affects the rest of the team. So if they don't deliver at a high enough standard that it brings the whole team down, or if they deliver to a very high standard, it gives the rest of the team to opportunity or the opportunity to step up. And I think that this is, this is where the gold is. And this is where we, as the CEO, needs to be very, very clear on where we're heading. We need to be clear on where we're heading so whether we're setting the project or whether a team member is bringing the project to the table because that can that i don't know about your business but that happens in our business where i will say this is my vision this is what we're trying to achieve and my team will brainstorm and come back to me with possible projects so whoever's setting the project is then sitting down and coming up with our good better best goals which you mentioned just before melanie and then having the team say all right, this is our piece of the puzzle. So we're giving the context of this is what the project is. This is our good, better, best goals. What will happen if, you know, what is the worst result that can happen? What is the, that best result that can happen? And what do we need to do as a team to ensure that we achieve that best goal?
1: I love this so much. I had huge learnings around this because can we just bring human design into this conversation for a oh minute? Oh my goodness, is- let's
0: do it. <laughs> you yeah. told me you were going to bring it today.
1: <laughs> yes, we're bringing human design. If you, we're going to be bringing human design into these conversations a lot because Sam is brilliant with this, but it's, it's one of my great passions is to understand what our true alignment is. And so, depending on what type of human design type you are, I guess I said that twice, but your human design type or profile, I guess it is you may find that you are naturally really good at this, or this is harder for you to do. And I've watched a lot of really passionate, super talented entrepreneurs blow up their team and not achieve the goals and be frustrated with team members because their human design type was, it was not a natural thing to sit down, get all the team on board, talk about the big picture, and have clear, distinct conversations about what their part is. And so what you just said, this get the clarity and make sure everybody understands their part and how all the pieces uh, work together, whether it's virtual teams, part-time people, or full-time employees, you really need to understand that this is essential to get your team to perform with you towards the goal. So I don't know if you want to add anything else about human design, but I will just say, for those of you that didn't catch the episode on human design, I am a manifester and I really had to learn to slow down and not assume everyone on my team understood the part they were meant to play. It was excruciating at first until I really learned a better habit and created a better technique for it. So I'm just taking I ownership definitely,
0: I think that's great. And I think I definitely see this in manifesting generators that usually have a lot of projects in the go and they move so fast. You know, it's like this and this and this and this. And to understand that not everyone can keep up and just to slow down and make sure that everyone understands what each of those those are. So getting clarity of the big picture is essential. It doesn't mean that whatever human design type uh, is, are is, ah, is we can't do this. It doesn't mean that at all. It means that you just need to change possibly change the way that you're doing things to make sure that everyone is all on the bus. Don't leave people behind.
1: Yeah. It was literally a mindset shift for me to recognize, "Oh, as a manifester, not everyone else operates like a manifester. I need to <laughs> I need to create a way to relate to people who with other geniuses and other ways of processing so that we can all do our best." Like it was a it was a mind-melting moment for me and it really shifted things.
0: Let's just go onto that a little bit. And this isn't even just human design. And and this isn't something that I was going to bring up, but I just want to bring it up quickly, is to make sure that you don't hire people that are just like you. This is something that I see that is a huge problem where very extroverted people hire other people that mirror them, very extroverted people, and then wonder why the details, the small details aren't being you know, catered for in the business, so just understand that we need to make sure that as we're building our team out, that we are understanding that we want to bring in these people with different personality traits, different zones of genius, different ways of doing things, and this isn't a negative, as I hear it is often. It's actually the biggest positive that you can have. It'll build a much more robust team. Do we
1: have time for me to share a quick story on that?
0: Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Because I think this is really important. This is the biggest piece of helping people to build their expert businesses is having this team. So
1: let's do it. Well, for many years, I taught people how to build a dream team. I still actually have that program somewhere. (laughs) And I was brought in oftentimes to help consult and coach leadership teams on how how to get into momentum together. And there was this one time I had a leadership team on retreat. And as we were facilitating the visioning and the goal process, this one poor guy got quieter and quieter and quieter. And so I brought out some of the tools in my toolbox to understand what their different styles were. And I realized that everyone on the team was a visionary with a lot of creative energy. And he was a process guy. He was Mm. the only process guy on the team. So he kept trying to hold the space for, okay, great. How are we going to do this? But everyone else was so big in their personality and their voice and their, the way they were communicating that they kind of like shunned him a little bit, <laughs> not, mm. not meaning to, but they're like, don't rain on my hat on my vision by k- getting into the how." And so I bring this up because it was a huge moment of recognizing that we need people who balance our abilities, because what was happening with that leadership team is they never accomplished any goals because Mm -hmm. everyone was a visionary. Everyone got excited about what was possible and no one could figure out how to get anything done. Love this so much. Yes. Great, great reminder that visionaries need how people to execute. So I just wanted to run on that point that you mentioned about, we need to balance our team and really understand for the role what kind of energy what kind of human design what kind of key competencies they need to have so we're not all stuck trying to be the same part of the wheel right <laughs> you balance absolutely the wheel. there's a very
0: big part of my human design chart that is around starting things so i've spent for many many years and i've been in business like you a long time coming up 29 years this year 29 years of starting things, being a very big picture person and always getting frustrated that I don't finish things until I realized I'm not designed to finish things. So I know that I can bring people in now and it has made a huge difference in our business. And conversely, I've got a client who is has a piece in her chart that if she doesn't finish things, she's not able to work at the next iteration. So for her, she was starting a lot of things and not finishing anything. The last six months of last year, she finished a whole heap of projects and her business just went. If I had have tried to finish things, my business would have gone. So we need to understand how we personally work and not get into the mindset that we're all the same. We're all very unique. We all have different energy. We all work in different ways. So I think that's really great,
1: that story. Thank you. I felt appropriate. (laughs) Well, I want to make sure we get into some Next steps. All right. So we know we need to hire the right people. We need to make sure their values aligned. We're going to like make sure there's clarity of the big project, big picture project, and what each person is going to take on as their piece of that puzzle and empower them. Now, when we get into empowering them to take their ownership of their role, let's drill down into what does that actually look like? Mm -hmm. And I think you call it key performance indicators. I call it some other things, but I'm, I'm running with key performance indicators now. What's the first step you take with helping people really translate it to their key performance indicator for their role? I think once we're,
0: we've decided, okay, this is the project, the very, very first piece is always what date are we going to complete this by? Because if we don't have a date, if we don't have some sort of ending, it's very difficult to create that timeline and that this is when projects can blow out. And a year later you're saying, well, wow, we never actually finished that project. So definitely we need to have a date for the project and then reverse engineering what each of those pieces are along the way to make sure that we've got ticked off. And addressing bottlenecks, like what what are the bottlenecks that are happening that mean that we can't you know, get that thing finished? in our business, we're always talking about bottlenecks, but we've really taken on the theme of, of this bottlenecks for January in our Slack channel. Anytime there's a bottleneck, a team member has to put it in the channel. This is a bottleneck. This is what needs to be addressed because we're always trying to think, how can we make this smoother, faster, easier, all of the things. So, And I know bottlenecks is something that you talk about a lot as well, Melanie.
1: Yeah, and definitely, I end up being a bottleneck a lot of times. There's, a, we're probably gonna have to do a whole episode on on growth. I think we should be, definitely, yeah, because <laughs> it's a whole thing in itself. But oftentimes, when I'm coaching business owners, business leaders, I find the way they make decisions <laughs> and the way they hold on to things is, it becomes the bottleneck. But you know, one of the things we're doing this year, I have a fairly new team that's come together over the last six months, and as we've moved into this year, instead of everybody trying to figure out, okay, what's my role, what are we doing? We've really kind of pulled it into, this is our goal. Like you said, what is your part in this goal? And now what are you, how do we like drill that down so that you know where you're supposed to be each day, each week, each month. Mm. So I asked them, where do you think you should be for us to achieve this goal? So I, again, bring it back to them and empower them A lot of times it ends up in being like, I need to have this process documented. I need to do this this many times. I need a system so that I can like better be in flow with this workflow. And the more I get them excited about the outcome and what that means for all of us as a team, the more excited they are to spend time in the activity. And here's another Mm. thing I just thought of the more I make sure they're doing things they love to do and they're in their superpower, the more they spend time moving the goal forward.
0: 100%. And that definitely starts with making sure that you've got the right team in the right position. But Mm -hmm. on that, I don't know how you do it. I'm not sure if you you do that per project, but every six months in our business, we always check back and do reviews with our team Mm -hmm. members. And some of the things that we ask them... Are what do you, what part of the job are you loving? What part of the job are you not loving? And what do you want to learn more about in the next six months? And that means that they're, you know, excited to achieve the goals because you're 100% correct. Our team members are no different to us. If we love what we do, we push forward. If we're hating what we do, we hold back. It's no Mm -hmm. different for our team. So I love that you brought that up. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And in some roles, particularly if it's, sales or enrollment or retention oriented, I oftentimes give bonuses. So I have a team member who she has been accomplishing on her own initiative, some extraordinary things for my podcast. And so I send her these surprise bonus gifts, you know, so like I'll send her to the spa or like, Oh, nice. One time I had her husband, that we were in the pandemic and she hadn't been out in months. And I had, I sent him money to go pick up wine and dinner. So she didn't have to cook that night. So, you know, it's like, I try to think of things that make people feel good about the work we do together. Cause sometimes Mm -hmm. there are big pushes and people can get a little stressed and overwhelmed. And I want people to feel like it's not always just about the money. Like there are other ways to incentivize people to accomplish and grow your business with you. The more they love, I have people on my team who have said, I know I'm not pulling my weight right now. This came up, that came up, but I, I really want to be here. I have never been on a team that feels this good. Give me a couple of weeks to get my shit sorted out. (laughs) And I promise you will not be unhappy. And that's what happens when you create an environment that people Mm. want to be a part of your growth and your momentum.
0: Yeah. And also the safety from you that it's okay to do that. Oh, there are so many episodes that can that can splinter off from this episode this is such a (laughs) such a huge topic so apart from the from the time melanie what are some of the other things that we need to pay attention to to make sure that that we're justifying the investment that we're putting into these specific team members how do we know you know, when maybe we need to let it go or when we're not leaning into it enough because Mm -hmm. as the business owner, we still need to make sure that we're profitable.
1: Yeah, so I'm thinking of an example in my business and you know this, I I wrestled with my Facebook group Mm. earlier last year. And so one of the things I did is my client care person was like, I think we have a gold mine in the rough. I don't want to give up on it, but here's what I want to do differently. So again, I empowered her to come up with a plan And I think what was happening for me is I was looking at the amount of money I was investing in her and not seeing enough engagement and clients coming out of the Facebook group. So that was a measure for me. I'm investing whatever it is per month, but I'm not seeing the result that is proportionate to the role, right? Mm -hmm. So the role is not producing a result that it should. And so we looked at what would it take to make it perform? And I gave her a 90 day window to roll out the plan, implement the plan. And we're already starting to see much better results than we did the entire year last year. So I think looking at what am I willing to invest and what do I need to see out of that investment? So I feel good about continuing to invest in that role or that person and knowing Mm -hmm. where your line is. and And if that line is not being crossed, does it need to be fixed or does it need to be let it go because it's no Mm. longer in alignment? So that, that's one of the measures I look for. Another one is how much do I have to manage that person to get the outcome? Mm -hmm. Right. I know you probably had this too. When I'm investing in people that should be taking ownership of their role, I'm willing to train them. I'm willing to create the processes, but if in 90 days they are not picking it up and on their own, doing it the way it should be done, then I have a problem that has to get addressed. And that's where I I dig in. I have My team is all contractors. They're not employees. So it's a little bit different dynamic, but I go and I do an improvement process with them. And if they can't fix it in 30 days, then I know I got to let them go. Absolutely. Because like I said, we still have to be profitable.
0: And our time as the CEO is the most precious resource we have. So- We definitely need to be able to support our team. We need to be able to empower them, but we also need them to be able to take ownership. And if we're holding their hand too much, it could be that we haven't onboarded them correctly. It could be that our processes aren't being understood. It could be that we haven't handed the projects off, but it could be that they're not suited to the role. So this is where we need to get really clear on what is the core problem and how do we fix it?
1: Or they're distracted. In the case of virtual assistants, oftentimes they have multiple clients. And this is one of the things you have to understand about hiring someone who has multiple clients. Sometimes they're distracted by too many hot priorities and they're having a hard time really making enough space to serve you and your goals. So that's a, that's an opportunity to look at, is this really the right fit or do they need to make some adjustments in how they manage priorities?
0: Absolutely. This is such a fabulous topic. I love this topic so much. I've mentioned that multiple times. Melanie, let's talk about some free resources so people can Mm -hmm. take the next step and really embrace this. I know that you've got a hiring guide. Can you share a little bit around what that is?
1: Yeah, this is. uh, I'm bringing this out of the archives for this episode because I found this one sheet download super helpful to understand where you're at in your business growth and make sure you're hiring the right people to help you grow to the next level. Because sometimes people are hiring, they're hiring wrong for the stage of business that they're at. And mm-hmm. if you would like my hiring for growth guide, just message me in the DMs or in the comments here and say, Melanie, I want the growth guide and I will shoot it over to you in DMs because it's not even available on my, on my website right now.
0: Awesome. Definitely worthwhile doing. And I've created a guide and I've I've created this just recently because I'm getting asked about this all the time. I've had team for 28 years. When I started my coaching journey, my team was very small. I only had like one permanent person on our team. In the last 18 months, we've taken that team from one to 15 and they're a fabulous team that have really been able to help us grow our business. So I've put together this resource on how to create a high performing team for your coaching business. That doesn't mean that you need to hire 15 people. It might be just to hire your one, but this is all of the things that I've learned over the years on how to get a team that's working really well to help you move your business forward. And you can get a copy of that at Samantha Riley.global forward slash
1: team. Nice. Well, if you're loving these tips and want to make sure that we stay connected and you get notified every time we go live or drop a new Next Level Influence episode, make sure you follow both myself and Sam here on this platform. And we don't want you to miss out because we're covering all kinds of strategies to take your business and your influence to the next level.
0: Absolutely. And make sure you tag a friend If you know that they're in a position in their business where they need to hire a team member or they need to really make sure that their team's performing in a a more optimal way, should we say? So tag them below and let us know what you learned today. What was the standout for you? Let us know below because we love to continue these conversations.
1: Sounds good. Thanks for joining us today. See you next time. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level Influence. Before you go, would you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player?
0: We'd love to know what your greatest takeaway was from today's episode. Take a screenshot of the show and share with us on social. And be sure to tag us too so we can connect. Tune in next week for another Next Level Influence episode.